Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning. Well, after Parak Base, Chapter 2. Okay, this is a very uh, good... It's, it's interesting, and I think when you'll learn this, you'll ask yourselves, how come I never, no one ever told me this before? And, and, you know, I was thinking about it. It's a good question. I don't know why no one explains to us how to learn Chassidus. What we do, we go to Yeshiva Seminary and we learn Chassidus. We read it, we translate it. And uh, the teacher gives a share on it. And that's about it as far as it goes. But no one of it explains to us how to truly learn Chassidus. So this is what he's going to talk about today. I don't know why I hasn't taught you know, I don't. I never got taught it this way. And uh, yeah, let's see. Chapter two, just a uh, just a quick summary from before. We're talking about the the virtue of contemplation in general, and particularly in regards to the concept of his greatness and loftiness, gazing on the king's glory. That involves an essential attachment of one's mind with godliness. So ultimately, we have to attach our mind with godliness, which is this idea of meditation. And that really gets us all the good feelings and all the good things we need in order to connect to God. Number page 36 on the top, chapter two. Internalizing contemplation. Here the Rebbe discusses the manner of one's meditation. The primary factor is not studying the subject, but actually meditating upon them. Yeah, when I grew up, when I was in Shiva, no one ever told me about this, or if they did, they didn't explain to me in a way to actually do it. Let's see. So the above mentioned concepts have been systematically organized and elucidated for you in several published discourses and in manuscripts. So the Rabbi Shabbat is saying that it's already been written what I told before about how to like about things to think about and stuff like that. We already talked about this. It's up to you to understand these subjects, to comprehend them clearly and thoroughly and to reflect upon them during prayer. This being the prime, the principal purpose of this study and the purpose of studying this in general and these specific topics that he's talking about is in order to be able to Think about it and meditate about it. To understand the concept properly in the detail. So now we're going to explain further. For all prior study and knowledge serve as a prelude to achieving the main intention, which is the contemplation of these concepts during prayer, specifically in detailed form. So explaining how to meditate. So all the learning that you do when you learn a subject to understand it, that's really just the the, the before, you know, a person learns the memo, they know it well. Like meaning what we talk, what we typically call know well. He's saying that's not what we're talking about. That's just what you need to know in order to be able to meditate. Because when you meditate, you have to you have to meditate on the, these ideas you know well, specifically in a detailed form. To and he explained what does this mean to elaborate to oneself the godly concept which one is pondering and to understand it fully, especially all the concepts related details. Superficial reflection does not suffice. So you have to take a mime, not just summarize, you say not just summarize the mime, but think about all the details of the mime and all the little nuances of it. Even if the subject is known and perfectly clear to a person, pondering the concept only in a general manner does not constitute a contemplation at all. So even if you know the mime well, it's not enough just to generally have a general thought about it. You have to detail it and you have to, and you have to really think about what that all means. For then, because if you don't do it in a very in a very detailed manner, then the light does not illuminate the innerness of his brain and heart. 
merely encompasses his mind, it's not being internalized. But then it won't be internalized within you. It won't really, you know, when, you, when your brain's working, your mind's working, so you really, you really internalize it, these ideas, and you'll feel it. And although at, at the time the person may become excited intellectually over the godly theme, <coughs> which he's pondering, and may likewise become exhilarated emotionally, experiencing a yearning and a longing for godliness, this experience is only illu illusionary. It has absolute no lasting impact. Rather, the exhilaration passes, disappearing completely and immediately as it is written, blink your eye and it is gone from Proverbs. Meaning, what he's saying is, if you, if you, even if you know the mimer well, like meaning you've learned several times, you understand what it's saying, but if you don't think about what does it actually mean, what it means to me, and really sit down and meditate on that and say, and, and being that you know all the details, you have to, you have to detail it. You kind of just say, you use a very general, broad idea, but you have to actually take use it and say, how does this fit into my life? How do I, how do I apply this myself? And what examples could I find that this, this works exactly the way it is? Because if you don't, even if you know the mind well, and, I, and, and unfortunately there's a lot of people that, that I see, they do know the mind well, like they've learned it a lot of times and they feel very comfortable with, let's say, saying the mind urban show, but they don't really understand what the mind is saying. Meaning, what is it saying? Maybe in general even, but even for themselves, what is it saying? And, and it just, and, and that's what he's saying. You have to sit there. It's not enough just to know the Maimon well. Because if you do, you might even get inspired because you know the Maimon well. But if you haven't really meditated on it, you haven't really sit, sat down and, and, and think about the details of the Maimon, how they apply to you. And like he says, um, to elaborate to oneself, the godly concept, to elaborate it to yourself, meaning it's not just, oh, yeah, I know this and think about it in your mind, but like really talk about it as if you're for bringing with someone. Because if you don't, you blink your eye and it's gone. Because even if you do get excited from what you know, then it will go. And this is sort of this is sort of the, the lesson that we like. One of the most important things to take away from this is when we when we learn chassidus, we have to think about it, not just learn it and translate it, but really to bring it out and say, what does this mean? What, what am I meant to learn from this? How am I meant to live my life differently? You know, and it couldn't take. You know, it could be first you learn it a few times to understand it well. But even when you just understand it well. Don't stop there. Start to think about it and really say to myself, well, what can I learn from this? How can I live my life differently from this? What is the ever trying to teach me here? And, and what's an example of my life that I could change from this? Or well, see the world differently. In fact, this amount of reflection need not necessarily yield any heartfelt sensation of yearning at all. For although the mind may be excited over the gully matter, or the concept being funded, nothing at all compels the heart to be similarly excited and saying, because if you don't do it, in this internalized way, this meditation of really the details and what does it mean to me? So then it won't necessarily even bring any excitement. Nothing at all compels the heart to be similarly excited. The heart may be entirely unaffected, save from being drawn somewhere, somewhat after the excitement of the mind. Yeah, so we'll have some level of drawing after the, after the mind, as I'll explain later in chapter three, next chapter. Unless the person forces himself to sense excitement in his heart, then his heart will become excited but this forced emotional arousal is nothing more than a vain illusion so even if you you sort of force this feeling you know because you're thinking about a godly concept and this is sort of what the struggle people have they learn this and they think it doesn't mean anything to them and doesn't and they don't, don't feel anything it's like oh like i don't it's nothing you know like i had a friend recently he said to me i enjoy much more learning gemara he goes so there's nothing and i didn't and he's like i don't like it's i don't feel anything like i don't, like, I don't feel like i'm gaining anything and i was like shocked I didn't understand. Like, what, like, what do you mean? Like, 
for me, learning Gemara, it's interesting and it's 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 nice, but it's not like it's not talking my life. And whereas so this is always talking about my life. And for him, he wasn't learning it in this way. So he wasn't wasn't talking to him. So he didn't so he didn't feel anything from him. Then didn't feel like it wasn't compelling him enough. And he wanted it. He wasn't he wanted to change it, but still, but and this is what he's saying. Not, you can get no feeling, no arousal, no excitement, no con, more connection to God. Like, oh, I want to to, you can learn in my own. Second lady say, I want to go get a whatever, do what I something that I shouldn't do. Like I haven't been changed at all. And why is it? It's because you're not you're not thinking about it. It's not just your learning of you have to think about it, you have to you have to meditate on it, you have to say what is it saying and think about all those details and how does it apply to my situation and how could I internalize them. When the light illuminates inwardly. This is not the case when the light illuminates in his mind inwardly, unlike when you do it the right way. But then necessarily his heart also becomes excited because then it has to be that you also get excited. To illustrate, regarding physical concerns, when a person ponders something fine or wondrous, his heart automatically craves it. When, you know, physicality, when you think about uh, food, when you think about the details of the food, you like suddenly you get really, you want the food. So too, if you think about godliness properly, you should want godliness. We'll skip the brackets for now. These, uh, I don't know what tie brackets are called, but they're basically, it's, it's not like, I don't want to lose the train of thought. So you go into simile, and that, like into that paragraph. Similarly, in the spiritual sphere, when the light radiates inwardly within the mind through proper meditation, a person's heart automatically becomes excited with a ratze, a will, as will be explained. And you'll have that ratze, the desire that we're running, wanting to get closer to God. So, so to just like we said in physical things that you think about it and you want it, so to spiritually think about the spiritual concepts of godliness and, and connected to God and doing our vedas, you'll want to go do that. Now we'll go back into the brackets. It says, although in the physical realm, emotional simulation depends primarily upon the person's attachments, although physically it's about how much you attach to it, to the stimulus and his own sense experience, as explained elsewhere, and also what we feel in this concept when you're thinking about the food, how like what it's, it's all about us. This is because the natural emotions are not produced mainly by the intellect, but it's not really coming from the intellect, you're not an intellectually analyzing why the food is tasty, it just, just has that good emotion that comes as when elsewhere. Therefore, it depends not so much upon meditation as upon attachment. It's more about the connecting to the to the thing, food or whatever it is. However, to excite the godly soul's emotions, which are produced in general specifically by intellect, as explained elsewhere, but this can't work with the, with the spiritual with spiritual things. We'll explain. So both unnecessary comprehension and reflection attachment. I mean, when it comes to physicality, you just have to think about the food or whatever it is and, and connect. Also, intellectually, you have to meditate or not. Whereas godliness. Godliness, it's, it's, you need to also have the meditation. You need to also have to have the words and the thoughts of, you know, like learning the chassidus. It doesn't work without the learning and, and really understanding the chassidus. And it's simple because, because it's a spiritual idea. So you don't just, it's not just something I've eaten and I've tasted and it, it's much more refined, especially in the beginning. Once you've had it more, then it becomes maybe a little more like the food example. That's just what he's saying. Very interesting. So to have that same feeling that you have for food, you just have to think about it. You want it, and, and, and it excites you, and it makes you, you know, it has if you're attached to it and you want it. So it's you can have it with spirituality. Just you have to learn and meditate on what you learn. When the light illuminates peripherally, however, when the light illuminates only peripherally, no emotional excitement necessarily occurs. Unlike so now, going back to what I've done, do it right. So then you won't get any any of this emotional excitement. If an emotional excitement 
is experience, it is merely an empty and spurious illusion. So if you did feel anything, it's not even real. Consequently, no impression whatsoever is made afterwards. In actuality, turning from evil and performing good, meaning even if you do feel something, it's not real enough to actually make a concrete change, whether it's turning away from doing what you shouldn't do or making those or doing what you should be doing. That won't happen, unfortunately. Likewise, no dominion over the natural emotions of the animal soul, also won't have control of the animal soul to subdue them, is achieved to such reflection. Rather, their innate strength remains completely intact. They are as fossils before. And like we explained earlier in the later chapters, that you have to work on ourselves, that you, nothing will change from the seal of the person's learning because they're not really meditating on it properly. In light of the above, we can understand why many members of Anash complain that although they study chassidus prodigiously and pray, no positive change at all occurs in the natural emotions of the animal soul. They feel the animal soul is strong. It hasn't really changed at all. And they feel, you know, I've been, I've been in this Hasidic world for a while. I'm davening, I'm learning, I'm reading, I'm doing all the things I'm meant to be doing. But if I honest myself, I don't see I didn't change much, you know. It's like when I was in Yeshiva years ago, you know, not in my notes in the in Maristan, some guy came and I don't know why I said this exactly, but it's this idea. He goes, I thought we came to Yeshiva to change. So I like I uh, like I guess it's more negative. I was like, change. What are you talking about? I said I haven't seen anyone change in this place. But unfortunately, we don't. Why? Because we're learning this properly. Maybe we're learning it, or reading it, translating it, but we didn't really. Meditate on it the way we should, like we've been discussing here. They retain their inborn strength, on, and on the contrary, they become even more fossil and becomes worse. The reason for this is explained above. While study and erudition alone cannot subdue the evil animal soul, because learning and learning is not enough. It's not just that you have to learn chassidus. Let's learn chassidus, and some will change. It's not. You have to learn it, and you have to learn it well enough to understand it. And then when you understand it, you have to say, "What does this mean to me? What am I meant to be doing with this information? How can I have my life differently? How can I change? How can I make?" my world better around me like how can i work on my animal soul what do i need to be working on and what can i work on but if you don't learn it properly first, so first you need to learn it properly if i understand it but then you just need to sit then and say what does that mean yeah for study and tradition cannot subdue the evil animal soul unless the refinement comes from on high unless god is nice enough to you to give it to you without you having to offer it through the terror that one studies Meaning, and really comes from your davening, from your learning, and Hashem will might might help you. It's when also only exalted souls, though they are are refined as a matter of course by the study of Torah. That's really normally only like high souls that happens to them. By by most, but generally, something happens just by learning. But for the majority of souls, refinement can come about only through internal effort. That's why you see plenty of religious people that are not the most, most well-behaved on a lot of levels. Why? They might have learned a lot, but it's not enough to learn. Unless your neshama is high, then that will affect you. But just learning is not going to do anything. You have to, you have to work on yourself. And how do you work on yourself? You're learning chassidus and internalizing the chassidus and thinking about the chassidus. And what does this mean? And how do I practically express it in my life? What can I change? But for the majority of the souls, refinement can come about only through internal effort. When a person's meditation during prayer is merely superficial, so therefore, if you're going to come and start trying to meditate during davening, but it's only superficial meditation, but you don't really understand the mind, you don't understand what it means to you, it has no effect on the natural emotions. With the passage of time, therefore, they grow even stronger, so nothing really changes, so therefore, it's just going to get worse. Because, because naturally, it just gets worse. We get older, and we get more stuck in our ways, and, and we get more ability to get 
more involved in Gashmias, it's just going to get worse. And we're not working on ourselves, meaning that the natural tendencies to go up unless we work on it and then we can pull it down, but it's naturally going up. All this occurs because the reflection during prayer is only in a general manner. And why? It's because when we daven and when we, when we meditate, in general, when we meditate in here, meditating is meant to be doing daven. But let's say we're walking down the street and we're meditating all we learned. If we, like, that's already a good start, but he's saying, but if it's just a general matter, it's like, oh, yes, I meditate, you know, uh, I'll tell you so quickly. This does not constitute a void at all. So when I was like, years ago, when I came back to Mishiv, I tried to be very involved. I wanted to make sure I not lose anything. And so I learned to remember. And I used to go like just for exercise, if I could run, and I would chaz the maimon. I knew it well. I'd learned it a million times, whatever. Chaz it. But I didn't do it like this. I didn't understand it like this. I didn't. No one explained to me this idea. This. I just like get over it. But it didn't change me at all. Nothing really. I just felt like, look how good I'm doing. I'm running. I'm saying I'm, I'm refining the air. But like, but 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 it never changed me in any way. And the reason it didn't change me until recently, until I actually understood it, was because of this. It's not enough just to learn a mima, just be able to read and translate and, and can explain to everybody that you know exactly what the mima is saying, like word for word. It's about what does it mean to me? What is ever trying to explain over here? How is my life meant to be different after I've learned this thing? What's the take home message, so to speak? And this is what he's saying that if you don't have this, people will learn chassidus, <clears throat> and people do, and it's nice, but they're not, they're not getting. Not getting anything from Hasidus because they're not doing it properly. It's not enough just to learn it. We have to internalize it. We have to say to ourselves, what does this mean? And you know, and you think about it, and, and what's something I can take home? And it might be in the beginning, it might get confusing, you might not necessarily pick everything and the right things, and, but who cares? Like start, start there. And, and yeah, and take something, you know, and, and a simple example is take something that you've learned before, that you know, that you feel comfortable with, and learn it again and ask yourself, what, what am I meant to be learning from this? What does the Rebbe want for me to do differently? How can, like, how should I live my life differently with this information? It could be looking at the world differently, you know, that the world is not as as uh, scary or whatever it is. It could be, I should work on myself to go to bed on time, or whatever it is, whatever you find. But that's what he's saying you need to be doing. And otherwise, it's not going to really work. Summary. Study and knowledge act only as a prelude to meditation. To meditating, to meditation during prayer. Contemplation must be prolonged must be internalized. Only then will it have a tangible effect. And he's saying take, you have to take time, meaning you don't have to go slow, but you have to give yourself the time to think about it. You have to, you know, you can't spend five seconds thinking about it and say, oh, it doesn't work. He's saying it takes time. And you walk on it, you know, and you have free moments when you're walking. For me, I, honestly, a lot of times I'm just spacing out, like I'm doing dishes or something, I'm doing something else, and I'm thinking about it. And it's just like, it calms me. That's like, I'm not even, yeah. So whatever works for you. Um, yeah, and we finished chapter two. So tomorrow we'll go chapter three. And yeah, we'll see if we get to finish it as well. Um, yeah, thank you very much for joining. Have a great day.